It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Miami Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddell was one of the most explosive weapons in all of football last season, but what does his outlook look like for 2023, particularly for you and your fantasy squad? That is our subject today here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to thank you for making Locked on Dolphins, your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Special shout out to our everydayers who are locked in on a daily basis. Today on the show, we're continuing something that we started over the weekend, which is an outlook into the fantasy scope of being a football fan and particularly individual players on the Dolphins team and their fantasy outlooks for 2023, according to several outlets. And whether we would take the above or below on the projection for these players, and we are honoring one Jalen Waddle uh, with Dolphins OTAs starting yesterday, and Waddle being the first this year to debut the orange jersey. I got my own orange jersey here, uh, and we are talking Waddle on today's episode of Locked on Dolphins, specifically his fantasy outlook. And I have ESPN and Fantasy Pros, and we're going to talk about what the projections say and and where. Jalen Waddell's realistic 2023 outlook is going to fall in relative to those fantasy forecasts. But before we do, the first thing that we have to do is we have to put what Jalen Waddell has done through his first two seasons of NFL play in proper perspective. Jalen Waddell has been one of the most productive receivers in the history of football through his first two seasons of NFL play. His rookie season, he set the rookie receptions record for a single game, beating Anquan Bolden's previous record and scoring 140 receptions or 104 target catches on 140 receptions for 1,015 yards and six touchdowns. As a paltry 9.8 yards per catch, which is fitting for what the Dolphins offense was in 2021. 2022, Mike McDaniel comes into the fray. Tyree Kill comes into the fray. And Jalen Waddell's targets go down by 23. He's targeted 117 times. And he posted 351 more yards than his rookie season on 29 less receptions. He doubled his yards per reception from 9.8 to 8.1. He had eight touchdowns. 1,356 yards on 75 receptions. And this is while acknowledging that Jalen Waddle was not the same receiver from a production standpoint when Tua Tagovailoa did not play in the five games that he missed. It's pretty eye-opening to consider that level of production 
with next to no production without Tua in, in the offense. The grand total of 2,371 receiving yards for Jalen Waddle through his first two seasons of NFL play uh, and surpassing 1,000 yards in both of those first two seasons uh, puts him in very illustrious company that is in the top 15 in the history of the NFL for most receiving yards in a player's first two seasons. And in the Super Bowl era, pay attention now, in the Super Bowl era, there have been 12 NFL receivers who have posted 1,000 yards in each of their first two seasons. Chronologically, from the furthest back on the clock until today, John Jefferson, 1978-1979. There were a couple of guys that did it in the 60s, but Super Bowl era. Randy Moss, 98-99. A.J. Green, 2011-2012. I got them backwards here. Marcus Colston, 2006-2007, and now we're back to chronological order. Odell Beckham, 2014-2015. Mike Evans, 2014-2015. Amari Cooper, 2015-2016. Michael Thomas, 2016-2017. A.J. Brown, 2019-2020. Justin Jefferson, 2020-2021. Jamar Chase, 2021-2022. Jalen Waddell, 21-2022. Think about that. 12 receivers in the history of the Super Bowl era posted 1,000 yards in each of their first two seasons. And there's some dudes on this list. There's some dudes that are not on this list. And I don't want to hear about the 17th game because Jalen missed a game, so he did it in 16 games his rookie season too. And though he needed that 16th game that he played in to sneak in. And he didn't miss a game because he was hurt. He missed a game because of COVID protocols. 12 receivers. It's in the Super Bowl era. Jalen Waddell is on that list. Just a tremendous amount of production for the Dolphins. 15 touchdowns in his first two seasons. It's a shame that that we had the missed opportunity for the big play in the the playoff game because it felt like that was really all anybody kept talking about with Jalen at the first two months of the offseason was not historically how great of a producer he has been and how phenomenal of a draft selection he was for the team, but rather, oh, he dropped a play, he dropped a pass in the playoff game. Which is a bummer. And hopefully Jalen comes in to this season fired up. And the fact that he's wearing the orange jersey uh, for the start of OTA certainly gives you the sense that whatever he's been doing behind closed doors as a part of the team and, and getting ready for this season on his own is going to be fun to watch. Uh, But here's what I would like to do, just for a couple of these names. We're going to put it into historical context of what year three of some of those other players on the list. Now, of course, uh, Justin Jefferson went on to post uh, 1,800 yards this season in his third year in the NFL. Jamar Chase has not played a third year in the NFL, and neither has Jalen Waddell. A.J. Brown, in his third season, missed four games, but posted about 67 receiving yards per game. That would have put him on pace uh, to have about 1,100 yards, and he had five touchdowns, a down year. But in Philadelphia in year four, 88 receptions, 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns. So good production, although he missed a handful of games. Michael Thomas, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Slant Boy, 
in his third season, posted 1,400 yards, AP first team, and then posted 17,000 yards in his fourth season before the injuries have, have started to catch up with him. But Amari Cooper, pull him up as well. Down year for Amari Cooper uh, before getting traded in his fourth year. Really felt like Amari Cooper found his second win after he got off the Raiders. Uh, that 2017 team for the Raiders was, was probably the worst-case scenario. Uh, he ended up posting 680 receiving yards on 48 receptions. He only had a catch percentage of 50%, and he was the third most targeted player on this team behind Crabtree and, and Jared Cook. So Amari Cooper right now is your worst-case scenario as the player who had, did not live up to the standard he set his first two seasons. Odell Beckham, his third season in the NFL, 13-67, 10 touchdowns, AP, second team, all NFL. Mike Evans, his, second, his third season through, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns, Pro Bowl, the list goes on and on. I don't even want to get down to Randy Moss. The point being this, the guys on that list, historically, Amari Cooper's the outlier. They have all gone on to have phenomenal third seasons and fourth seasons of NFL play. Once you hit that standard, usually once you're whittled down and you're bucketed like that, the way that Jalen Waddell has been early in his career, sets a very high standard for what the rest of your career is going to look like, and we should all be very excited for what that means for Jalen Waddle. Now, what does that mean for his third season? I'm glad you asked. That is what we are going to cover next here on Locked on Dolphins. But before we do, now is the perfect time to make a fast break over to FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet with FanDuel does not hit, how's that for peace of mind? Maybe not as, um, as much a big uh, peace of mind as having Bob mind in the net against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes as he has been standing on his head for the Florida Panthers and their push to the Stanley Cup. Shout out the, the Panthers, Vamos Gatos, up 3-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals. And of course, the Miami Heat also up 3-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals, looking tonight to close out the Boston Celtics. Fingers crossed that the city of Boston is in the mud. There is no better place to bet on all of the playoff action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So I have the Jalen Waddle forecasts up here. And we're going to start with ESPN's. ESPN ranks Jalen Waddle right now as the NFL's 10th receiver in fantasy. 
I'll read you the blurb. We'll talk about the forecast, and we'll talk about why I think they're too low. (laughs) Waddle has finished each of his first two seasons as a top 15 fantasy wide receiver, but he took very different paths each year as a rookie in 2021. Waddle was a short-range target and caught 104 passes for 1,015 yards and six touchdowns. Last season, Waddle played more of a downfield role. He nearly doubled his average depth of target and led all receivers in yards per reception and yards per target while finishing second in yards after catch with 7.0 yards after catch per reception. His reception total plummeted, but his yardage skyrocketed, and his numbers actually would have been better if Tua Tungvaloa missed less time, 287 yards and zero touchdowns in the five games Tua Tungvaloa was out or left injured. That is the big asterisk that goes on Jalen Waddle's season last year. More goal line work would be nice. He has eight career end zone targets, but Waddle is a budding star and a featured target in a good offense. The 24-year-old is a fringe wide receiver one. Save the fringe. I don't want to hear it. He might not get 180 targets like some of these top names do, and that's, that's good context. Justin Jefferson in 2022 had 184 targets. Jamar Chase, although he missed time, had 134 targets. Uh, Tyree Kill had 170 targets. Devontae Adams had 180 targets. CeeDee Lamb had 156 targets. Alan Ross St. Brown is the only premier option last season in the Detroit Lions passing offense uh, after they traded TJ Hawkinson had 146 targets. Right? He Jalen's not going to be in that stratosphere. But when you watch the tape, when you watch the Dolphins offense, and you see the opportunities in which the quarterback gets up to the line of scrimmage, and Tyreek Hill ends up getting looks on one side of the ball. Jalen Waddle on the other side of the formation, when the Dolphins don't put that speed on the same side of the field together, but they actually split the field, he's cooking, guys. He is absolutely turning corners inside out. The people still have this perception of Jalen Waddle based off of what he was at Alabama, and it is not an accurate depiction of the player that Jalen Waddle is. This is one of the best route runners in the NFL, period. One of the best route runners in the NFL. Highly explosive speed. Some of the best change of direction at the top of routes that you will see on hard angled routes. The release package is outstanding. And he's never going to get somebody's top coverage player. Because everybody will take their chances covering Tyreek. So for my money, the forecast of 123 targets which is up by six the receptions of 82 which is up by seven I think you're on the right track but they have him from a yards after catch perspective taking a dive and his yardage going down to 1075 yards and six touchdowns this year I get eight touchdown receptions on 75 receptions is a little lopsided and if you want to say well he's going to need more receptions to equal that touchdown total I get it But I think if you do get backup quarterback play for the Dolphins, it'll be better than the backup quarterback play that the Dolphins got last year. Because I think Mike White is a significant upgrade in this offensive system to both Skylar Thompson and whatever we got from Teddy Bridgewater last year. And when Tua Tungvaloa was on the field, this was a 1,600-yard receiver. That's the caliber of player that this dude was playing at with Tua Tungvaloa. So I agree that the targets are going to go up. I think Waddle is going to continue to eat against CB2s. 
I think the receptions will go up. I don't think they're going to go through the roof. So I think 82, between 80 and 90 receptions is probably a fair forecast. And then from a yardage perspective, that's where I have a hard time seeing the, vo- the volume of touches going up and him losing over five yards per catch with how explosive he is, the routes that he can run over the middle of the field, the fact that he will run away from main coverage and tear you apart. I think this yardage number needs to come up. I really do. But that's just one forecast. You know, and I would say this for ESPN, the vast majority of these are conservative projections. Justin Jefferson is coming down over 300 yards with his projection. Cooper Cup's going up 650, but that's because he missed a bunch of time. It's the second half of the year last year. Jamar Chase is going up about 400, but that's because he missed a month with the hip injury last year. Tyree Kill is going down almost 400 with his projection. Devontae Adams is break-even. Stephon Diggs is going down 250. C.D. Lamb's going down 150. So the vast majority of these top-end players, their forecast is coming down unless they missed time last year. I just don't think Jalen Waddell is going to be the subject of that regression when he's going to be getting more touches. But of course, this is just one fantasy outlook. What about fantasy pros? That's what we're going to finish with here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Fantasy Pros has another highly complimentary um, summary for Jalen Waddell as a player. I'll read it first. This is from Derek Brown, and then we'll get into some of what Fantasy Pros has for Jalen Waddell as a fantasy target. Jalen Waddell enjoyed an explosive sophomore season as the underneath complement to Tyreek Hill in the Dolphins' high-flying aerial attack. Waddell was the wide receiver 12 in fantasy ranking 10th in yards after catch across all players, 7th in receiving yards, and 11th in total touchdowns. Waddle was also 4th in yards per route run and 3rd in fantasy points per target in a point-per-reception basis. He's an ascending alpha wide receiver who could easily lead the Dolphins in receiving in 2023 if Tyreek Hill shows any signs of regression. Invest in 2nd and 3rd year wide receivers always. This is the way. I'm glad they added that last bit about 3rd year wide receivers. Because the bucket that, again, the bucket that you are firmly putting Jalen Waddell into with the production through his first two seasons, history is overwhelming that these players go on to have dynamic ends of their rookie contracts. And Jalen Waddell is is not even halfway through his rookie contract. Now, the projections. uh, The Dolphins' schedule, and we did this with Tua Tungvalo as well, rank as a bottom eighth or bottom third of the league, excuse me, uh, 24th out of 32 teams as far as difficulty for opposing wide receivers. But I think that is important to note, again, that Waddle's going to be drawing the wide receiver or wide receiver two assignment in coverage, whether that's fair or not. Now, if some team wants to come out and say, well, we're going to stop Jalen Waddle over Tyreek Hill, 
then you're giving Jalen Waddle his proper respect and you're not giving Tyreek Hill his due respect. And that's kind of the fun conflict that the Dolphins offense has the ability to put you in. The forecast calls for 77 touches of the football for 1,095 yards and six touchdowns. So again, this model calls for a little bit less in the way of touches than ESPN. It calls for more yards per touch and the same amount of touchdowns as ESPN. I'm not a math guy, right? So we're going to remove the math off the top of the head here. But if you did 1,095 yards on 77 touches, that's 14.2. That's still down three yards, three and a half yards from what Jalen Waddle did last year, but it's not down five yards. So if you put Fantasy Pros yards per touch at 14.2 into the range of touches that I think he's going to get, which is more in line with ESPNs, which would be like probably, let's let's call it 85, 90, you're talking 1250, 1300. I think that's the right mix. I think Fantasy Pros has the right yards per touch. I think ESPN has the right touch volume for Jalen Waddle. So my fearless, I don't want to call it a fearless forecast. Again, and you shouldn't really be taking my fantasy advice anyway, but I can be as objective as I can about the Dolphins and their players and production. Um, I just undershot both Waddle and Hill by 200, 300 yards last year. Now, Waddle, I was closer on the yards. I undershot Tyreek on the on the yardage big time because I didn't think he was going to get that kind of volume. 85 touches, 90 touches, 1250, 1300 yards, and you can give me the over on the six touchdowns that both of these places are willing to give him as well. We, uh, we have the Dolphins' backfield. I might try to hold out for the backfield until post-June 1st, uh, just because there may be some post-June 1st action on the Dolphins' backfield that we've heard long rumored. Uh, we have to do Tyree Kill. we got to do the tight end room. It'll be really fun to kind of go through the rest of these uh, players from a fantasy outlook. And then, of course, we also have to keep our eyes on OTAs, which the Dolphins are in the midst of this week. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Like the video, hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to the everydayers who are locked in on a daily basis. I am Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and I am also out of here. Make it a great rest of your day. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.